Hello, everybody. This is Captain Cats. And we are Cats. All right, and welcome back to the show. Just a quick little note. Uh, we're going to be posting up last week's um, podcast, ASAP. I'm just going to let it straight out. I botched and I completely forgot to upload it. So 100% sorry about that. But it's going to be an interesting one because we talk about the 100th anniversary of Nosferatu and also the 30th anniversary of The Art of Fighting. Today, we're going to be talking about another anniversary but not one that people should remember of or fondly of. Um, today we're going to talk about E.T. No, not the movie. E.T. On the Atari. It turns 40. To give you guys a quick little lesson, this game was responsible for the video game crash of 83. Mm-hmm. Which also will turn um, 40 next year. Yes, we'll dive into that one when it gets around the corner. Um, but, you know, Cliff Notes here. The game was that bad. It set off an entire industry crash that nearly killed off the gaming industry. That's how bad it was. And it wasn't until Nintendo, with their Nintendo Entertainment System, that uh, resurrected it and became dominant. Uh, and the rest, you could say, is history. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're and we were thankful to grow up with Nintendo. Well, we <laughs> well we did have Atari as well, but uh, it was Nintendo that uh, saved us. Yeah. Well, well, the thing was too, like. Here's the thing. It didn't affect the Japanese market. It affected the American market. And you can see why. The game... If... If you haven't seen what E.T. was like on the Atari... It was horrible. A very horrible game. It had nothing to do with the movie. Well, well, it kind of did, but but um, it shows like you know the number one lesson to this day, which is still that, hasn't been learned. Which yep, which is still hasn't been learned. If you're gonna be rushed to to a deadline, and 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 you know for sure that you know based on what programming you're doing. And you know for sure there's no way you can fulfill such a deadline. Don't keep pursuing it. Just take the loss or refine it for some other time. And um, Change the release date. Change the release date. It never happened before. They just said, well, we did it by Christmas because of E.T. the movie. And they, you know, in such a short time. Five weeks. The game was programmed by one person. Five weeks. And they couldn't do, and, and uh, <laughs> the rest was uh, horrible. Not history, horrible. Yeah. Just because of a deadline, a, a, an impossible deadline at that. Yeah, and the game sucked. Yes, and uh, I remember they did a documentary of okay, what happened to all those. Uh, E.T. cartridges that weren't sellable. They were sent, you know, myth. They were sent to a dump and, you know, buried under it. And uh, it turns out they uh, they yeah. actually found it. Yeah. 
They found it. They found the they found they found the dump area. Surprisingly, they did find a, a good amount of the copies. And one of them, I think one of those copies is in the Smithsonian? Yeah. Yeah. Intact. Like, you know, even though there's a bunch of, you know, dirt, and, dirt and shit and all that stuff. It's like, it's, some of those copies were intact. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And then later on, the quality, it was the quality of the games that killed it. That, that started the crash of 83. Uh, I think the one game that just nailed the hammer onto the coffin of the gaming industry at the time, Pac-Man. We saw how horrible E.T. was when people heard, oh yeah, Pac-Man's coming to the, to the Atari. All right, that's awesome. You're thinking, okay, good quality. I like the arcade. Yes. We got boops and beeps. And a, and, a, and, a, and a round thing that doesn't look like Pac-Man at all. The ghosts don't even look like ghosts. I know. They and then, move slow. And then... and then um, It was blocky as hell. And then you had an oversaturation of... Um, you know, from the other video game systems that were out at the time. You know, it's their variation of it. But it's, it's either a little bit better or a little bit worse. Right. So and and that type of shit saturated the, the American gaming market. Mhm. Like you're getting the same product from, you know, you know, Mattel with the ColecoVision, you know, all this stuff. And it's just it's 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 the same simple game that you're playing and it's crap and it's not like the arcade game that you see. Yeah. And to the point where it can it, it did affect arcade games too. It affected the arcades, but at least you got your money's worth. You knew what you're getting at the arcade. Mm-hmm. Yes, it costed a quarter, you know, which was a lot back then. Yeah, but you, but you, but the graphics, the graphics were great. Everything of that was great. So we we should be grateful that this happened, but. But it also brings up questions, especially questions now in terms of quality control in gaming. The, and here's the $5 million question. Has it, after learning the lessons of what happened prior of ET all the way to the crash of 83, has quality control improved or it hasn't. No. Why? Uh, from that one Star Trek Next Generation episode where those three guys, those three people in the corpses, they got reanimated mm-hmm. by the Enterprise. And one of them was a cowboy. He's like, well, you know, uh, um, same old barnyard, different dude. <laughs> That's what it is. Except you're not dealing with beeps and boops anymore. You're dealing with, you know... Millions and millions of code to talk about one, you know, 3D figure that looks beautiful trying to slash the head of another person. And you're still on a deadline. Although the deadline is much more generous and there's a lot more um, control and all that stuff. But there's always going to be ones that don't do it. One, one point, one case. That one WWE uh, 20, uh, 2K, I forgot which version, but everybody was playing the shit out of the, the glitches and all that stuff. And it was a, 2K20. 
Yeah, there we go. 2K20. And it was like, Egh. Yeah, those games. The only are... reason why people were buying that is just so they could play with it. And after they fix it, rubbish. But, but, it, it just shows that, well, like that guy from Next Generation said, that cowboy, you know, same barnyard, just, just a different tune. Mm hmm. No, uh, they haven't learned. Yeah. Take example of games like, for example, Cyberpunk 2077. Um, yeah, except, except they took they took a good amount of time to make it right, but you know nothing 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 is that perfect. Yeah, to me, I loved it. I love Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Even with the bugs and the glitches and everything like that, I thought that made the game over the top hilarious and great. Good example: riding on a motorcycle, the motorcycle. Um, I slammed into a car. I didn't fly off the motorcycle. The car just went into the air, blew up. The NPC was still sitting down where the car was supposed to be, burning. Gets out, looks at my character, and says, Hey, why'd you hit my car? Burning. Like nothing. Comedy gold. But then you, and see, but that's, see, but that's a beautiful train wreck right there beautiful you know then you have horrible train wreck of games that no matter how beautiful it is or or no matter how how great and everything of you know the graphics the gameplay the the tight controls and still looks horrible aliens colonial marines And here's where you say quality control. And this is the true definition of quality control. They spent so much time, Gearbox, spent so much time trying to fix it. It wasn't until a modder, a modder of the modding community, found the error. Two lines of code. Fixed it. The game was an absolute gem. The company didn't even bother to look at the code to fix it. Quality control. In a nutshell. Another good example. When they re-released Warcraft 3. What the hell was that? (laughs) Quality control. Excuse me. See, the list can go on and on of games that just, they, they were good, but all these bugs and glitches and half-ass stuff and, oh yeah, there's a day one patch. How, how long is that going to take? Seven hours. Mm. Yeah, it's stuff like that that just, why bother? Like, can't they just get the job done right the first time? If not, you know, I don't mind if they put if they if they you know uh, send patches out and stuff like that. But not a day one patch that's gonna take like almost a good amount of my day waiting for it. Mm. Quality control. Yeah, uh, 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 you know, it, you know, we haven't learned. You know, the, 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 indus- the industry itself has not learned from its failures. Mm-hmm. 
Right. And they wonder why uh, certain games in Japan are uh, treasures, and some of them, unfortunately, won't be able to come to the West. Mm-hmm. Quality control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But then again, we are glutton for pain. Mm. Whether we like to admit it or not. Yes. Well, the only thing that we're uh, grateful for, thanks to nin- Nintendo, is uh, not just quality control, but uh, their practice of um, making sure that they get a good good product, mm-hmm. and go and going through the steps, yeah. and make sure it's approved by Nintendo before it got sold. You know, back in the day, before mm-hmm. before it would come out of come out of the light. Yeah. Um, nowadays. Um, People still go for, you know, do that model. Mm-hmm. But like you said, um, there's always those certain companies that they just, yeah, they have everything done, but they don't bother to double check a mistake or two. Mm-hmm. Just in case. They don't, they, you know, some some people don't do that. Some companies don't do that. Ubisoft. Mm. <laughs> don't believe me? Look at Assassin's Creed. Um... <laughs> Uh, yeah, but it is what it is. And, and, and at least we should be thankful there's not an oversaturation of shitty games. Like I said, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, cross-platform or from different systems or, or different systems or stuff like that. Or, you know, at least, you know, we don't have that this time around. We do. No, no, no. I'm talking about an oversaturation. Yeah, we do. Like, what? Well, give me an example. Uh. Okay. PlayStation Store. The Xbox Store. Steam. Uh, what? Valve. What? They all have Pong. There's so many different games out there. Some repetitive more than others, you know, Call of Duty, and um, and there's others that this just it they just capture just one niche market because they don't let others to give a shot or to try to try to incorporate something new into gaming Madden, um, but not only that, but then you have a lot of knockoffs of games that just oh okay. It's the same type of point-and-click shooter. Mm-hmm. Souls games. Um, yeah. There is a saturation. There's still continuing a saturation. It's just... They don't want to use that word. They want to say it's... Oh. It's a... It's a roguelike... Blah, 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 blah. Yada, yada, yada type of game. Flashy words to cover up a already done genre of a game or trying to copy a genre of a game. Okay, good example. Um, Call of Duty, first person shooter. There's so many of them. Yes, there'll be some good ones that go under the cracks and people won't pay attention to, like Team Fortress 2 or. Um, Counter-Strike Go. 
but then you have Call of Duty, and then it's like, okay, here's Modern Warfare, or here's another one, or here's here's another one. Every year coming out with the same one over and over and over and over. Yeah, people are not going to get bored of playing it because, you know, it's Call of Duty. You know, yeah, it's a first-person shooter and everything, but there's way too many of them. Clones of, of it or look exactly the same of it. Look at Madden. Madden's the only type of game series that lets you play, in the, you know, because of the licensing. And I'm kind of afraid that Japan might be following suit. I mean, just recently, uh, they were showcasing uh, Sony's uh, State of Play. Mm-hmm. And one game that caught my attention was Gundam Evolution. Yay, the mobile suits are back. But it kind of, people are saying that it looks like an Overwatch knockoff. See, there you go. I mean, you don't see you... you playing the original OG Gundam, you know, on the third person, you know, blah, 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 blah. Uh, No, it's first person. Yeah. I've seen some of the gameplay that they had, and I was like, it looks very nice and beautiful. Um, It might look even better than Overwatch, but the mechanics are very similar to Overwatch. Yeah, see? Saturation. The boy with the thorn in his side. It's not a love song. <laughs> thing. But that's what's going. Well, that's what's going on. Yeah. So quality control, saturation. What else? The list can go on and on. But you know, long story short, has the gaming industry learned from its errors back from 1982 and 83? It looked like they did for a they did for a while, and it looks like we're coming back to full circle to the point where we're gonna have ET Part Two. Who's going to be it? I don't know. I'll, I'll, if I was a betting man, I'd put it on Sony. <sighs> yeah, I don't get a PS Five, but they're now toning up PS Car. Yep. Considering that if they're going to do that, it's going to be stupid expensive. So I am not touching that. Yeah. No matter all the glitz and glamour. I don't, I, <laughs> unless they're in a partnership with Toyota or something like that. I'm not touching it. I can't. Yep. But yeah. Are we going to see another crash? Maybe. Sometime soon? Who knows? But... If history has shown us is that we are incapable of learning from our mistakes, thus the gaming industry itself has not learned from its previous mistakes, and it shows. And but all, are... but all we have to do is either two things. One, try to fix our mistakes, be humanly reasonable about it, and continue on gaming. Or two, which I'm planning on doing, is sit down and watch it all burn in one glorious, stupid fire. Well, I was kind of hoping, like, you know... I don't mean indie game developers. No, 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 no. 
I'm talking about indie game machine people makers. They should step up and make something of their own. Some have. Some haven't. Yeah. Others, I'm just wondering if I mean, they'll ever see the light still, of day. I mean, you got people who are still trying to make a, an emulation software of the Sega Saturn. Uh, and after, what, 20 years, uh, over 20 years since, um, there there's finally recent developments. But that was a few years back, though. See? That just shows that the Sega Saturn was the most sophisticated. sophisticated machine of its time. Ahead of itself. Yeah. Um, you know, and then you got people who I've seen on eBay. They're selling um, like you want to collect uh, Neo Geo games. Well, they consoleize the MVS system, the arcade MVS system, and they're selling them at reasonably cheap prices. Mm-hmm. It's just the games are still too fucking expensive. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, you know. You might have somebody, you know, some loser company or something. They might have something that could, you know, be like, you know, the second coming of the video game, you know, resurrection, you know, like Nintendo did the first time. They might have it in the form of um, a shoebox or something. And, you know, why not we invest in that? Like, you know, once we find out that they're like, what did you do? You made it to a monster. So, you know, I mean, there is hope, but I wouldn't say for video game, uh, uh, indie game developers, I'm talking about indie game makers, as in making consoles, Mm. because otherwise you'll have people making their own consoles out of certain, um, you know, I've heard people with the Raspberry Pi, they make, you know, they make their super man cave console out of it. Mm. Very cheap to do. But, but very intuitive, you know, easy to make. Yeah. But you got other pro- products uh, that I've seen online, and, uh, you know, they're, they're, some of them are red red cards, blue cards, or whatever, but they, they can either do the same job, or they could do, or, you know, and people have been tinkering with it. You know, who knows? We might have a, a genuine game developer. When I say game developer, I mean consoles an actual development of something physical that can be twice as better than what Xbox or Sony did, but at a relatively cheap, you know, price or whatever, you know, with with, with a good amount of programming. Hmm. And unfortunately, like the pre like the first video game crash, um we need to wait and see who's 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 that, who's that crazy or genius enough to uh, step up and say, "Hey, dentist in the box, let's go." And with that, folks, good night, everybody. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, but seriously, so. We want to know, what do you guys think? Do you think we're going to head to another second coming of a, of a gaming crash? I think so. I don't know about you guys. Maybe not now, but later. Soon. Yeah. yeah. So let us know. So until then, I am Captain Cats. And I am We Are Cats. Thank you guys so much. I hope you guys have a wonderful time. Have a wonderful week. And just 
check out we're we're gonna post up last week's episode asap so you guys can check up on what we thought about the art of finding at 30 how it revolutionized uh modern video modern fighting games and also nosferatu turning 100 one of the most important horror films ever to be created until then take care yo ho